a reflection of a meaningful life. Welcome back to the podcast. That is going to be our topic this week. How the Mishkan, the tabernacle, reflects meaning in terms of Jewish meaning, in terms of the ideas of what Judaism is offering to the world. So by way of road mapping out our discussion, I want to first discuss what do we actually mean by meaning? What is our concept of meaning? And then we're going to show how it drops out of a specific article in the Mishkan. The Mishkan being the portable sanctuary that the Jewish people used to worship or used the Jews to focus themselves in the desert and then it was established in the temple in Jerusalem. So we're going to discuss meaning and we're going to discuss the Oran specifically. But before we do so, it's important to point out that when the Psukim describe the Jewish people's building of the Mishkan, it is introduced with a very peculiar phrase, V'osali Migdosh, create for me a sanctuary and I will dwell amongst you. Now, without getting into the whole direction of the language and what does it mean to dwell amongst us, simply speaking, it means God will be in our midst. Protection, providence, whatever you want to throw into that bag. But it seems bizarre that the simple building of a structure somehow makes that happen. I mean, firstly, that being profoundly un-Jewish, that the idea that you build something and somehow you are morally virtuous and are in, um, deserving of God's closeness, that's not how it works in Judaism. But also we know throughout Jewish history where when they would have the temple erected, they were not doing what they should be doing, and they were chastised for it. And eventually, God destroyed the temple. So it's not the building of a structure, obviously. And this is where we take the first steps down the road of our discussion. The Mikdosh, or the sanctuary, the Mishkan, wasn't simply the building of the structure. It was the ideas the structure represented. And those ideas are what drew the Jewish people along the path of what was noble. But we're going to focus on the focal point, the Oran. Firstly, because it's one of the most popular items inside the Mishkan, everybody knows of the Ark of the Covenant, probably down to Indiana Jones, from his famous Raiders of the Lost Ark, but also because of the way it's introduced in the Torah. Its, it's introduction goes down the same road of V'osali, the same way the actual Mishkan was commanded to the entirety of the Jewish people, so too was the Oran, in a unique way, commanded to all of them. And for Rav Hirsch, this Oran expresses in a microcosm what Judaism as a whole is proclaiming. Judaism as a whole is proclaiming a system, and the Oran represents the idea of a system, amongst other things, but the Oran represents this pure idea of a system. Because what is meaning? What do we mean by that? What do we mean by the idea that something is meaningful? Well, in general, we mean we're working our way along a path, along a goal, working towards a specific point. We only have meaning if we have a structure. Structures are painful. When we structure something, we limit things. But by the nature of limitation, you're able to express yourself. Take being a pianist, for example. Only because you know the rules are you able to express music. Only because you have the practice can you express the music because you understand how the music works. And the nature of structure or having limitations allows you to express yourself. Just to give another metaphor, take chess. Chess is an enjoyable game and there are near an infinite number of rules you could do throughout the entirety of the game but that only exists because you have a structure and a rule system in which to express those ideas. That is what the Torah is offering us. The Torah is offering us a system. Even from a psychological standpoint, you experience good emotions when you are moving along a path, when you are moving from stage to stage towards a goal. The pleasure or the enjoyment of meaning doesn't come from achieving, it comes from working towards the achievement. As a side point from the phonetic connections of words, simcha, in terms of joy, is related to the word tzemach, to grow. Growth and movement exhibits joy. The joy we get along a journey is what we call meaning. 
because we're moving within a system. If we're moving in chaos, in if we're moving in randomness without a structure, there's no joy there. Joy comes from a structure. That is where we derive meaning from. Now let us bring our minds back to the Mishkan. This brings us into the whole world of symbolism. Now, often people switch off at this point, but bear with me. The different alloys that we use, the different metallurgical properties of the metals, be them firm or soft, are often used throughout Tanakh as metaphors for describing people's character and describing how people were working on their character. Through fire, you are able to bend things that were previously firm. You are able to reshape them. You are able to purify alloys. And all these metaphors of copper, of iron, of gold, of silver are used throughout Tanakh to describe God's way of relating to us in a way that would be accessible to its earliest students as well. But if we put those lenses on, let's say, and we look at the Oran, the Oran had a very, very unique structure. It was made from wood. Now, wood is clear. A tree, the tires often compared to a tree. We have growth, we have movement. The tire itself is referred to as a tree of life because life it develops from within it. People become good, moral people and they experience life in a completely different way. People who grow along the path that the tire is encouraging them to experience life in a truly profound way, adds a depth to life, adds a quality to our existence that would otherwise be missing. But this is only one part of the story. Yes, there is growth. Yes, there is expression. Yes, there is creativity. But that is only half the story. The Oran was covered both from above and from below in gold. The structure of steadfastness, of gold. That material which represents the morally pure in Tanakh. Something that has been worked on, that has been purified. That is what covers the Oran. So we have this creativity in a, an enclosure of steadfastness, of firmness, but of the firmness of gold. That is the Torah's invitation. You work within the system, but once you accept the system, you work within it and you blossom and you express yourself and you're able to move. Those are the rules that the Torah is offering us. The Torah, the written and oral law are a guide to life. The point being that the structure that it gives us is a structure that invites creativity and that creativity is validated by the wood that the Oran, the focal point, is made from, but it is covered in gold, representing there are limits, there are boundaries, sort of paralleling the name of God, which we call him Kel Shakai, which means, the way our sages interpret it, the one that said enough. The way God says enough to the universe in its creation, we say enough in our physical lives, that we say there are boundaries. Within the boundaries, we express ourselves, we blossom, but above those boundaries, we've gone too far. Historically, this was always a problem in the reform movement, because the reform movement didn't recognize any boundaries. Yes, at the beginning, there were certain structures and certain boundaries, but they, by definition, moved because they weren't boundaries in the gold sense of the word. There was no gold standard. No. They were boundaries, that, but they were only boundaries that were in line with the society of their time. And with time, they moved. And any time, a rule can change. And any time, your boundaries are only arbitrary. You cannot express yourself fully within them. There's no keep. There's no true meaning that is gained from it. The meaningful experience comes because you know you're in a system. And through that system, you develop. If it's not a true system, and you're not completely committed to the system, forget about what you're doing in the system. It can be a little or it can be a lot. But once you recognize the system, you can express yourself within it. And that is what Rav Hirsch is telling us was represented by the Arana Kodesh. That represents the Torah. That represents the Torah par excellence. It is a system, and within that system there is the wood of growth.
And just to really end off with one idea. So we had the meaning and we had the expression of meaning in the Oran itself. But just to end off with one quick idea, just to really wrap it together, every one of the articles of the Mishkan had poles attached, rings and poles through them for carrying them and transporting them. This was with the Menorah and it was with the table, but with the Oran, that which represented the Tyra, they weren't allowed to be removed. They were permanent. Unlike the others, they were permanent. This gives rise to our final point. The Tyra is portable. This system is portable. It was made with the symbolic structure designed for its portability. So we started with meaning. We developed it to a structure that is symbolically represented by the Oran. But then we added to it that not only do we have the structure, we take this structure with us throughout the generations and throughout the world that the Jewish people have traveled. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful Shabbos.